0: yo 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 what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of knowledge with homage i am your host david castle you can call me homage welcome it's december 28th 2023 it's good to be here with you i hope you all had a great year good holidays christmas and all that stuff whatever you celebrate i don't care uh but uh i just hope it was good so i have a little bit of Extra time on my hands this morning. I woke up at five in the morning, and uh, I'm about to head to work here in a little bit. But and I think I've realized that that's the only way I'm going to get things done in this life. I got to wake up really early. Mark Wahlberg was onto something. Um, usually I go to bed late, so waking up early is impossible. But I think I'm still operating off of a my time change. Recently went to Mexico, Cancun, and it was awesome. But no need to elaborate on that. All inclusive, baby. A lot of drinking, a lot of partying. But now it's time for the new year. It's time to detox. It's time to cleanse. It's time to get down to business. Put out another album. Uh, work on the the body, the the brain, the whole nine. Um, but this morning I'm I'm really on a roll. So I've been I woke up. I couldn't sleep. I wasn't sleeping well. So I got up and just started reading. And uh, I just saw this book on the shelf, and I I was like, I'm going to check that one out. It's called Secret Don't Tell, the Encyclopedia of Hypnotism, written by a woman named Carla Emery. Um, So I just want to share with you my ideas that I've just come up with, and uh, because I think it's a fascinating subject. And basically what it has to do with is the fact that COVID was a brainwashing experiment meant to usher in the new world order. Es- essentially that's what it was. And this has probably been mentioned before. It's probably been mentioned by me, but I'm really going to go into detail on how closely it aligns with the actual like tenets of how to brainwash somebody. Uh, Cause this is a fascinating book. It's like 700 pages or something. Uh, it's the size of a, a college textbook. And it just goes over the history of hypnotism, brainwashing, um, you know all the government experiments, ancient brainwashing, all kinds of shit. I haven't read the whole thing, um, but I kind of just was looking at the um, the introduction pages and uh, you know what what was on what page, and I turned to what I was interested in, and it just struck me. I was like, "Holy shit!" This perfectly aligns with the COVID timeline. So I'm gonna share that with you, and then maybe if I have some time at the end and uh, the brain power, I'll kind of go over the year in review for what I can off the top of my head, because I totally haven't prepared for this and, um, you know, get into that kind of stuff. So first of all, I don't even know how long this will take, but we'll we'll just get into it. And uh, my apologies for not being able to do as many of these podcasts as I was like, as I would like to. Um, Dude, I just haven't had the time. I'm working all the time. It's crazy. Uh, So here we go. So COVID as brainwashing. So basically there are three steps of brainwashing, three stages of brainwashing. The first is deconditioning the subject, deconditioning the subject. Uh, The second stage, the subject's artificial breakdown and identification with the new authority and with the brainwasher's orthodoxy, etc. So first stage, you decondition the subject, you break down what they know, um, and then the second stage is the subject... Wait, what the fuck? Where am I at here? How about I just read it from the book instead of my notes? God damn it, I'm already fucking this up. I have like 10 million things on my desk. Okay, sorry. Redo, cut that. Okay, so I'll just read it from the book. The three stages of brainwashing. And I'll just... Let me read it here. Brainwashing takes place in a series of three major stages. A Dutch psychoanalyst, Just Merlew, Merlew, first analyzed and named them in his post-World War II analysis of Nazi brainwashing techniques. Stage one, deconditioning of the subject. Stage two, the subject's artificial breakdown and identification with the new authority, with the brainwasher's orthodoxy, whatever it is. Stage three, the subject's reindoctrination and retraining in the new orthodoxy. So the first subject, or the first stage is breakdown. The second is the phenomenon of the breaking point and identification with the brainwashers. And the third is the subject's reindoctrination. Uh, all three stages: deconditioning, breaking, and reindoctrination, have been carefully researched. So uh, it's of my opinion that I think this. Method. this methodology and these techniques are much older than just the modern psychotherapy movement that supposedly started with Sigmund Freud. Uh, I think these are ancient techniques that have been used for thousands of years in order to control the population and get civilization to behave um, in a way that serves the masters of of this realm. Uh, The controllers, the kings, the pharaohs, the... The bankers, the whatever you want to call it, the Illuminati. I think this is a very old technique, but uh, the difference is nowadays it's been well, it's available to the public, I guess. Um, so the the first stage is, as I said before, deconditioning, and uh, there's this dude whose name is Biterman who came up with a list of eight deconditioning factors. So, stage one, deconditioning. There's eight factors that are included in deconditioning. Uh, The first of the eight is isolation, disorientation, and loss of control. I'm reading from the book here. It says, a brainwashing regimen always starts with isolation of the victim. Brainwashers isolate a prospective subject from associates who might sustain his old beliefs. Isolation may be solitary confinement. Patty Hearst was shoved into a closet in a house where only SLA members lived. Uh, So, I mean, how on par, that was the first thing in COVID, right? Lockdown. You can't leave your house. Everybody's isolated. And this was a big complaint. Lots of suicides. um, Total breaking of traditional routine, shutting the businesses down, making it so people can't leave their homes, can't see their friends, can't celebrate Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays, weddings, funerals, you fucking name it. Everything was uprooted from what it traditionally was. And the very first thing that they did, just totally in alignment with these stages of brainwashing, stage one deconditioning was isolation, and that was through the lockdowns. Um, so boom, dude, textbook fucking following the stages. Uh, second one on the list of the deconditioning factors would be monopolization of perception. Monopolization of perception. Oh, and one more thing. Let me go back to to number one, the isolation thing. So these brainwashing things, I also noticed how closely they align with um, the PUA. The PUA fucking um, industry, I guess you could call it. The pickup artists. I read this book once called um, The Game by Neil fucking something. Uh, and it was about this dude who was this, uh, journalist. And then he followed up this, he followed around this pickup artist for some years and he just learned how to pick up women and, you know, he'd go to nightclubs and he would do all these manipulative techniques to, to get chicks to fuck him basically. And, uh, that was the first thing I remember, uh, during his techniques, like you see a girl in the club and you want to get with her. Uh, and there's other things, this thing method called peacocking, where you dress all weird and stuff to stick out, and, you, you know, you're just very flamboyant and stuff. Uh, granted, this was like 20 years ago, I think, that this book was written. So early 2000s, maybe things have changed a little. But I think that the tenets of the um, technique remain the same. Uh, but the first thing was to isolate your victim. So if you're in the club and the chick's with these, you know, her group of six girls or whatever, you're supposed to fucking... Try to isolate her, get her away from them, and, you know, that, then you can start to manipulate her and brainwash her and make her want to fuck you or something. Uh, it's a very bizarre book, but, but it makes sense if you read it. You're like, holy shit. Um, and some people are natural. Some people got to learn it. Anyway, um, there are very a lot of similarities between hypnosis and brainwashing and sales and also getting a woman to sleep with you. It's, it's a strange, strange way the, the human mind works. Okay. So number one for stage one, deconditioning was isolation, disorientation, and loss of control. We witnessed that through the lockdowns. Number two was monopolization of perception. So monopolizing what we're able to see. And we, we witnessed this. Uh, first of all, lockdown served as a type of sensory deprivation. So The victim's attention to his own misery is magnified, making them exaggerate the importance of the interactions with their tormentors. Now, what does that mean? So we're all isolated. We're alone. Things are different. We're scared. We're fucking confused. We're told everyone's going to die. We got to stay six feet away from everyone. There's this deadly virus. People in China are just falling over. They're spraying the town with this weird fumes and smoke and things are weird, right? Now, one of the first things that they did was they totally monopolized the information that you can receive. They came out hard with the fact checkers. Now, this isn't the first time that we've witnessed the fact checkers. It had been going on for some time before this with issues like 9-11, chemtrails, shit like that. Um, But during COVID, they went really, really hard on that. And then it kind of went mainstream where people started to like vehemently oppose what they deemed to be conspiracy theories. So like anybody thinking for themselves and asking questions about what was actually happening regarding COVID um, there, they were limited on who they could reach. Like they were openly fucking um, blocking people from posting on Instagram. Like this happened to me dozens and dozens of times, tons of people got removed um, from Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. So they, they were monopolizing the perception of, of what you can see. You know, first of all, they, they lock you down, they isolate you and they say you can't leave or anything. You can't go around and see for yourself. Oh, and you weren't allowed to go to the hospitals to, to fu- you weren't allowed to film there or anything and see these empty covid units, which that's how it was in my town. That's what I have to go off. And I've seen videos of other places where it was similar. Um, but you weren't allowed to do that. You were only allowed to believe what the media was telling you. So, number two, monopolization of. Of perception, you weren't allowed to think for yourself. You weren't allowed to uh, go through independent sources of media. You were supposed to just believe Big Brother and whatever he tells you. Now, of course, many of us didn't do that. You know, many of us were still. I think a lot of us. Well, if you're listening to this, you're you're a little bit resistant to this mind control stuff. But you can see how it works on the masses. Most people have no clue about any of this shit. Some people naturally are resistant to it, but most people aren't. Um, So number one, isolation, disorientation, loss of control. Number two, monopolization of perception. Number three is exhaustion. Now, what do we mean by exhaustion? That's mental stress from the isolation, uncertainty, and being uprooted from the routine. Uh, It weakens the foundation of body and mind. So exhaustion makes someone susceptible to any repeated message Thus, easy targets for hypnosis. And COVID was just nonstop propaganda leading to exhaustion. It was fucking everything. We're going to die. We're in danger. Six feet. All these manipula- or, um, repetitive phrases like, what did we hear? Uh, Essential business. Six feet. Uh, fuck, there were so many, and I can't believe I'm forgetting them. That's what I get for doing this all off the cuff right now. But you remember how it was. It was just total... If you turned on the news, you go on social media or whatever, everything was COVID, 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 COVID. And it was all going for the narrative. And, um, you know, luckily there were some outspoken people who were able to read between the lines and see what was actually happening. But for the most part, a lot of people were, you know, a majority of people were were kind of going along with the whole COVID thing. And um, so mental exhaustion, mental and physical exhaustion. So there's different ways. I'm just kind of tailoring this to what we experienced during COVID. But um, if you read this book, it talks about actual, you know, people that fucking kidnap people and um, brainwash them and and make them their sex slaves or um, like the Chinese Communist Party or the Viet Cong or whatever, the, the things, Russia, the fucking gulag and stuff. So this has been done multiple times, but it's I'm just noting the similarities between what we experienced during the last few years uh, when the COVID thing started. So just to to recap, we're going over stage one of brainwashing, which is deconditioning. Uh, There's a list of eight deconditioning factors. One, isolation. Two, monopolization of perception. Three, exhaustion. And we get to number four, which is threats. So let me read this from the book. Oh, it doesn't even go, you know, we all know what a threat is. So the subject is totally isolated and totally helpless. And now we're being threatened. And what kind of threats did we experience during COVID? Well, the fucking threat of dying, right? We were all going to die. It was the most deadly disease ever. And uh, we were all going to get sick and die. And even if we weren't sick, we were still going to kill grandma, right? Because if you see anyone, you could be an asymptomatic carrier. This is this narrative that we were led to believe and we could... Uh, transmit the virus over to grandma and these more susceptible people so that's why we all had to stop the world to protect this vulnerable uh, minority of the population right and it, this this is all the underlying premise behind this was a threat it was a threat of either you're going to kill someone or you're going to die yourself and then there's also the threat of ostracism which is one of the most uh fear-inducing things to a human being because if you if you think about how we evolved, um, there was a time when human beings were very, very dependent on the small village that they lived with, right? Like you wouldn't survive in isolation alone in the wild. You'd get eaten by an animal. You wouldn't have any food. It was very unlikely that you would survive without your family, without your village, without your community. So the fear of ostracism and being isolated and, um, you know, fucking ostracized, thrown away from the community is is a very deep-rooted one in human nature. That's the reason why people follow the group so so vehemently, right? Like, people conform. And the reason for that is fear of ostracism. So that was a big threat that was used. Um, Another one, in addition to uh, staying locked down and spreading the disease and dying from the disease was you got to take the vaccine. You got to take the vaccine because, um, COVID going to kill you. And if you don't take the vaccine, even if you're young and healthy, you should still take the vaccine because, because you're going to kill grandma, right? You're going to kill one of these, um, more susceptible people with a poor immune system. So there's some examples of some of the threats during COVID. And obviously there were a lot more than that. I mean, there was actual repercussions like people who got in trouble for fucking walking around, walking through a park. Remember they shut all the skate parks down. They put sand in the Venice skate park. So you couldn't skate. <laughs> they they did all kinds of crazy shit. They, they weren't just threatening you. Like they were enforcing it. And there was real threats of being punished by the system for breaking their stupid fucking rules so stages of deconditioning one isolation two monopolization of perception three exhaustion four threats uh number five this is where it gets a little fun occasional indulgences so the occasional indulgence so they they give you a little treat once in a while and, and what were the treats that we received during covid obviously the stimulus packages right Fucking unemployment was through the roof. You're getting tons of money, like a thousand bucks a week, if you had a decent job before you got laid off. Uh so, so they kind of hooked this up, right? This is a brainwashing technique. You can occasionally indulge your little brainwash victim. So uh, you make them think that you're taking care of them. So this is the the carrot on the stick type of thing, uh, and it's it's part of the behavior modification program. So the stimulus was huge on that. And, you know, they would occasionally open events, but you just had to be social distanced and uh, wear your masks and stuff. Remember when they started, like, fucking one at a time, opening this restaurant or that restaurant, and you can have so many people at a time, so many people at this event, but you had to wear your masks, you had to social distance, and people acted like that was, oh, wow, this is a miracle. This is great. We can see each other again. Like, like like they weren't still getting fucked, you know what I'm saying? It's just so manipulated um where they think this is uh, you know, they're regaining a privilege and not totally still being robbed of their basic human freedoms, right? This is an example of the occasional indulgences method of deconditioning and brainwashing. Uh so number 6, subjugation. Subjugation is the invasion of personal space. So let me just read this one, because this is, this is a very interesting one, and it really strikes home when it comes to the COVID stuff. Number six, subjugation. Subjugation conditioning often involves invasion of body space. Most people have a limit a physical area inside which they do not like other persons to intrude. This private space is usually a circle around us about two or three feet from the body. Harsher brainwashing regimens involve constant interrogation, sleep deprivation, bad and insufficient food, inadequate toileting facilities, humiliating treatment, and no contact with persons outside the brainwashing setup. Now, obviously, we didn't experience all that bullshit. This was a more soft technique, but think about the subjugation, invasion of body space. What does that make you think of? Well, first of all, the first thing that we witness, the masks, right? You're wearing a fucking muzzle. It doesn't get more personal than that. You have a cloth covering your face, obstructing your breathing. And that's enough to provoke anxiety in anyone, let alone people who are claustrophobic. But what else? What else did we see? How, in, how much can you invade a person? What is the most invasive thing to do to someone? To penetrate them, right? To literally get inside them. And, of course, we had the vaccine. The vaccine, subjugation, invasion of personal space. What is more invasive than having the government inject you with poison? With nanobots? With whatever the fuck it was. Saline solution? Who knows? Either way, it was very invasive. And that's an example of number six, subjugation. So let's let's go back through the list here of the deconditioning factors of brainwashing, which is stage one. Number one, isolation. Two, monopolization of perception. Three, exhaustion. Four, threats. Five, occasional indulgences. And six, subjugation. That brings us to number seven, which is degradation, omnipotence, and omniscience. Now, I'm never sure how to pronounce these words. Is it omnipotence and omniscience? I don't know. (laughs) Either way, this is a very interesting one, too. So I'm going to read this definition from the book and then give you my COVID example. Uh, Number seven, degradation, omnipotence, and omniscience. That is the physical or sexual assaults, anything that shames and further subjugate and degrade the victim. The subject is shamed. The captors, on the other hand, demonstrate what Lifton called the omnipotence and omniscience. Degradation of the subject seems to prove the programming's omnipotence, his omnipotence. Fuck, I hate not knowing how that word's pronounced. The abuse in this category typically involves not only humiliation and degradation, but also forced self-betrayal. So, what does that mean? It means we were fucking blamed. We're all dirty pieces of shit, right? That's why we need to be locked down. We're spreading this disease. We're killing grandma. That's why we need to get vaccinated. We need to wear masks. We need to do all this bullshit. Meanwhile, our controllers, the government, whoever the fuck is really behind this stuff. I mean, obviously the government is the ones enforcing this, and the government's a big, a big um, beast, right? It's the largest human org- organization in um, history, the United States government. But it was governments all around the world, and it was key people in government that did this. Either way, they had this type of omnipotence about them, right? They were godlike. How could you just shut the world down overnight? It's amazing. Like only God has that ability. That's a godlike superpower to one day everything's going normal, everything's fucking regular. You're going to work, you're chilling with your friends, you're going out on dates, you're doing whatever you do in life. There's a million things people do. Life was continuing on as usual prior to COVID. Then they unleashed this narrative, this propaganda and then the world was turned upside down virtually overnight. So we were degraded, right? Because we're blamed for the whole COVID thing. Oh, the Chinese people were blamed with the bat or whatever. It's bullshit. But we're, we're the ones who got punished for it. We're the ones who got degraded, right? We had to socially isolate ourselves. We had to be on lockdown, social distance. We had to wear the masks. We were coerced into taking the vaccine. Not necessarily forced, but I would... There's an argument that some people were pretty much forced to doing it. Uh, either way, we were degraded. It was, it was part of this shit. And then they, the, the government, the people who did this to us, seem super fucking powerful that they were able to accomplish this and, and turn the world upside down. So that gives them this, this air of, of godliness right like science science is fucking god let's let's throw the government out the window let's just use this example of this weird thing that has become like a religion which is science you know it's no longer a, a method of um fucking figuring something out right like science was originally designed to be no science is now a religion it's scientism and the priests are the scientists dr fauci right Trust the science. Trust the science, which is the total opposite of what science should be. Science is a method of experimenting and hypothesizing and figuring out something based on results and data, right? It's, It's supposed to be based on facts. You're not supposed to just trust it. You're supposed to challenge it. That's the basic tenet of science. But when scientism was released and really put up on this pedestal and put up on this throne of being this this untouchable godlike methodology which can do anything and and you know it's our saving grace then it became untouchable it became omnipotent it became omniscient right and we're degraded as stupid little pieces of shit who don't follow the science right anybody who didn't go along with it so that's a that's a very interesting one um with regards to this, because I mean, all of these had clear examples of what we experienced during COVID, um, but that one was a, kind of one that I think most people didn't didn't really piece together, because um, that's that's a that's an interesting one. That's kind of a, a subversive one, I guess you could say. It can kind of slip by the wayside because, but I think even. You know, the, the biggest conspiracy theorist has kind of escaped COVID with that feeling of, fuck, man, these guys got some fucking power. They're pretty good at this shit. How did they pull that off? And that is that that um, sense of omnipotence. Meanwhile, we're degraded. We're nothing. What, what can we do, right? It's like, why even try anymore? You know. <clears throat> okay, num- and then number eight, which is the final one, which is enforcing trivial demands. And this is something we witnessed uh, throughout the whole thing, and I'm not sure if these these um these deconditioning factors are necessarily uh, in chronological order. You know, like these can all be happening at once, which is what we witnessed, and I I think that's that's how they work really. Um, it isn't necessarily do number one and then number two and then number three. I think these are just all happening at once. It's not a chronological order type of thing, and the enforcing trivial demands. That's kind of you know, as I mentioned before, uh, and this is conditioning to, to take over the subject's will. So it's to take over the subject's will. Um, and what did we witness like that? It's these little fucking trivial bullshit things like when you went to the store and you could only have these arrows on the ground to where you can only walk this direction down the aisle. Or they had these little bubbles um, in the checkout line where, you, you know, it, it was meant to enforce the social distancing. Social distancing. You had to stand in this little bubble like you're fucking a retarded five-year-old. Wear the mask, take the vaccine, six feet, stay home. Whatever, dude. Bullshit like that, you remember. And then if you don't do it, you know, it went back to the threats to where the social ostracism, you would be um, labeled like an alt-right extremist terrorist idiot or whatever. And, uh, you know, what do we escape with? It's all for your own good. So let's recap on um, this stage one of brainwashing, which is deconditioning. And then there are eight factors which contribute to that. Not necessarily in chronological order because we witnessed them all pretty much happening at the same time. Uh, one, isolation, disorientation, and loss of control. Two, monopolization of perception. Three, exhaustion. Four, threats. 5. Occasional indulgences 6. Subjugation 7. Degradation, omnipotence, and omniscience Omniscience? I don't know how to say that 8. Enforcing trivial demands So pretty fascinating when you view these um, these factors through the lens of COVID, right? It's fucking fascinating <laughs> It's crazy, dude I was reading this this morning I'm like, wow, this, this really lines up So let's move to stage 2 of brainwashing, which is the breaking point. So after you've um, experienced stage one, which is the deconditioning, which is basically breaking down the, the the previous convictions that the subject had, you know, your the your previous way of life, the way you, the lens through which you view the world, you reach the breaking point because you've been subjected to all this crazy shit. There's all this manipulation, these eight different factors, and it's happening simultaneously. It's a lot a lot for the human mind to comprehend, especially when you don't have a rock, right? When you don't have a point of reference, when you're, when you're isolated, like if you didn't have a solid group of, of independent thinkers or even one or two people to rely on, or even just an outlet, like a podcast or, or a show you watched or something on YouTube or bit or I don't know what the fuck where you watch stuff. But, uh, if you didn't have that outlet, you can imagine how how easily you could have been victimized by this by this event. It was very well done. So, that could bring you to the breaking point, which is stage two. So, finally, the subject's mental tension reaches the cortex overload stage, which is what Pavlov called the ultra-paradoxical breakdown. Ultra-paradoxical breakdown is what this is called. And let me just give you a... Uh, some examples of this. So uh, this is a quote here from from another book. It says, the Chinese communist leaders not only find nothing to resent in charges that they brainwash their opponents, but regard the term as a quite apt and honorable description of what they wish to achieve. Practitioners of thought reform seek real changes in beliefs and values. They demand that the victim be honest, sincere, and full in his self-examination, repentance, and change. And that was from a book on the manipulation of human behavior. All right, so this is the breaking point. This is where you accept that you've been a bad boy, right? You've been a bad girl, and you got to go along with whatever Big Brother's telling you. You've been bad, and just accept it. It's okay. We forgive you. Just do what the fuck I tell you, motherfucker. So finally, the subject's mental tension reaches the cortex overload stage. Then, ultra paradoxical breakdown of physiological phenomenon first, by Pavlov, first described by Pavlov—first described by Pavlov—occurs. The ultra paradoxical stage, uh, the breaking point, is a physiological event. Abuse causes the ego, the I, to shrink, pull back, and weaken until finally exhausted, it gives up. It gives up. Pavlov named that moment of giving up the ultra-paradoxical stage. When pressure, exhaustion, and fear become unbearable, the subject reaches the breaking point. Right? The subject reaches the breaking point. So that whole stage one of... of, um, of Hello? Check, check. My computer fell asleep, and I stopped recording. Um, I don't know where... Oh, I think I remember where I'm at. So the whole stage one of brainwashing was meant to bring you to stage two obviously which is the breaking point so they do all these um, manipulative things to you to cause you to be mentally broken and part of that mental breaking what it results in is a positive identification with the enemy so the people who are doing this shit to you they're the enemy they suck they're dickheads hello hello having a weird interference now. Check, check. One, two. Check, check. yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, yeah. So stage two, the breaking point, unparadoxical stage. Basically what happens, you start to identify with the enemy. So a curious phenomenon of the second stage of brainwashing is the subject's identification with the brainwashers. At the breaking point, the victim switches from fear and hate of Big Brother to trust and love of Big Brother. Right? It's interesting. It's very, very interesting. So what did I write for the breaking point of stage two? Uh, I guess a COVID example of that would be... And this is for most people, right? I think you can consider yourselves, people who are interested in this type of content, who somehow found me. Maybe you're friends with me before... You know, you didn't find me on the internet or whatever. Either way, you're an exception to this rule, but this this applies to the vast majority of people. Like, um, the subject begins to reject what he's being told. He 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 begins to reject what he's being told to reject and accept what he's being told to accept. And then the subject feels guilt and takes responsibility for his supposed misbehavior. This causes an internalization of obedience. So you accept what you've been being told throughout the whole stage one of the brainwashing. You've had all of these crazy things done to your mind and you're just fucking exhausted and you're just like, okay, dude, whatever, I'll do it. I get it now. You're right, I was wrong. And then you, it's, but it's not like a, uh, it's not just a superficial thing that you're saying. It's like an internalized belief now because your, your conscious has been broken. Your ego has been broken. And it's just like, fuck it, dude, I give up. I can't handle this. I'm going to go with them. And it's interesting because we can see all of these examples during COVID of all these lies, right? Like all of these lies have come out and it was coming out during COVID too. Like all of the data was manipulated. The flu disappeared. Um, they turned everything into COVID, um, we knew that the the lockdowns didn't work the social distancing didn't work that was like based on some 11 or 12 year old girl's paper uh that you know, it's just all bullshit right um we know that the election was stolen right that was totally rigged in favor of Joe Biden and then uh they totally went after Trump love him or hate him like this was a fact that this is what happened right nobody fucking liked Biden people hated Trump i'll admit that but then there there were um you know, the documentaries and tons of fucking information that came out that proved that doing the mail-in ballots is what rigged the election, right? The tons of ballots got lost, and they they forged ballots, and it was just, you know, they needed COVID in order to do that. And some people think that was the main goal of COVID, but now I'm going over these brainwashing things, and I, I don't think so. I'll come to my conclusion at the end. I already foreshadowed it, but. Um, so not only that, what else we got? Um, we know that now inflation is out of control, right? We're suffering the repercussions of the irresponsible government spending during COVID, all the stimulus money, all the fucking money they stole from us and gave to themselves. We got a little tiny chunk of that, but the majority all went to their buddies and to themselves and things like that. And we found a bunch of evidence of, um, insider trading with, with the Congress people, like they knew they were going to do this stuff and. I even researched this myself. Um, The dude who became, uh, what was this? I was doing a bunch of research onto the guy who was running MGM. And I might have mentioned this in a podcast back then. But just a ton of insider trading during COVID. Because he was homies with the dude who was running the state back then. And I don't remember if that was uh, fucking Brian, whatever his name is if he was still governor or if it had um, become the new guy Sandoval Sandoval was the previous guy anyway it doesn't matter the dudes who run Vegas and run those giant hotels have the most political sway in Nevada and then i noticed that was when these guys make trades stock trades they're publicly available and uh, this guy just sold all his fucking stocks right before covid and you know cashed out cuz he had a ton of them because the whole gaming industry was shut down, right? Las Vegas got completely destroyed during COVID um, because the whole place is reliant on uh, tourists, right? Tourism went to shit during COVID, during that first part. So he sold all his stocks and then he bought them back like a little bit after. So he sold prior to the event, before anybody could have known, and then uh, bought them all back. And then his wife, I think, ended up being the fucking leader of the COVID response team, right? So they're all in the same game and they're all part of the John Hopkins University, which was doing all the COVID data. So it was completely corrupt. And I realize most people don't know this, but it's like the evidence is there, right? But nobody's going to acknowledge it. And then even the evidence that does get out and has become pretty much public knowledge at this point. Uh, for example, like the fact that the the virus was clearly manipulated in a lab and is probably made in Fort Detrick, in Maryland, right? It didn't come from China. And even if it did come from China, it came from a lab that Fauci was funding. And he's directly involved. And all this stuff has come out about Fauci. All of this stuff has come out about how harmful the vaccine was, how it's fucking killing people, causing blood clots. None of that matters. None of that matters because the majority of the population has internalized their obedience. They've just given up. They've been so mentally strained and so manipulated through the stage one of the brainwashing technique that they just fucking give up. Like, they can't even see it. Like, the evidence exists, but it doesn't matter, right? They're they're just on board with whatever the fuck is going on, whatever they're being told. So that's a pretty fascinating thing to witness, too. Just all of this evidence and all of these this proof of these crimes, these fucking incredible crimes. Dude, the ventilators. How much money the hospitals were getting to put people on ventilators, like $50,000 a day, something outrageous. So they were putting people on ventilators who didn't need to be on ventilators. They fucking killed them. It was like a 99% death rate. My uncle killed on a ventilator. I don't know how many millions of dollars they got off of him. He was in there for three months. Made it way worse. And then... Not only that, but like them holding back the drugs that actually worked because they wanted to promote the vaccine, not letting uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and, and all these shit that was proven to work by these various doctors, they wouldn't let people use that stuff. The hospitals were forbidden from prescribing it because they had to push the vaccine. They had to push the ventilators. They had to make all the money. It's outrageous, man. It's fucking aggravating. Looking back on it and stuff. Um, And it's just crazy that we've been brainwashed to a point, or at least a majority of the population has, to where there will be no repercussions. There will be no repercussions because people have so closely identified with the narrative of their oppressor. They fucking love Big Brother. Big Brother's a hell of a brainwasher. Okay, so stage two was the breaking point. Stage one was deconditioning. So we went through the deconditioning, reached the breaking point. And now what we're what we're currently in, from what I can deduce, is that we're in the reconditioning stage, which is stage three. Reconditioning. It's the reindoctrination stage. Um so let's let's reiterate stage one, we decondition the subject. We unfroze their former convictions, values, beliefs, and attitudes. The subject was left vulnerable to the implanting of new ones. Then we reach stage two, which was the ultra paradoxical stage. We saw the subject reverse their strategies and begin to identify with their brainwasher. So let's forget about what we believed previous to COVID, and just we're going to go along with the narrative now. We're going to identify with our brainwasher. And uh, I think what we're in right now, and in, and in what we've recently been witnessing, is stage three. And this is what Mir Lu. Mir Lu is a. Is a Doctor, fucking psychiatrist, dude. He wrote the book Rape of the Mind. It's really good. Uh, we're in what we call stage three, the reconditioning to the new order. And it accomplishes the subject's reindoctrination. That's what we're in, man. Reconditioning to the new order, to the new world order, more like it, right? I think that's what this whole COVID thing was about. We had to destroy that previous idea of what society was, Completely fuck up everyone's mind, kill a bunch of old people who were stuck in the really old ways, who really had an idea of freedom and shit and nationalism and fucking fighting for their country and shit like that, right? The boomer generation, they believed in that stuff. So you had to break down everybody's beliefs of what are rights and just what society is all that shit then start to identify with the oppressor, kind of go along with it. Okay, well, it's not that bad. I guess they were right. And then now we're in stage three, which is the reindoctrination. This is reintroducing us to this new plan that they have, which is obviously the new world order. This is what we've been talking about on this podcast for years now. And uh, it's just fascinating to see how the events of the last three years so closely follow this fucking textbook guideline how to brainwash someone and we witnessed it as a society as a world it's amazing fucking amazing so due to the first two stages of brainwashing the subject now has the characteristic of greatly increased suggestibility to new ideas and new conditioning Pavlov called stage three the hypnoidal stage in the hypnoidal stage the subject stops being critical He accepts suggestions or commands without argument, without questioning, and in an uncritical way. New habits, new convictions, and new behaviors are now easily programmed into his mind. Reconditioning is accomplished by message repetition, operant conditioning, and milieu control. Isn't that fascinating? Doesn't it all make sense now? Yeah, having access to this information, which which most people don't care about, right? Like most people don't know. And maybe a sales guy would would study hypnosis or some fringe fucking I don't know rapist or something. Uh, marketing people like it. People that want to manipulate people, or people who like myself realize that we're all being subjected to it and want to understand it to expose it to people. But the ninety nine point nine percent of the population has no idea any of this stuff exists aside from some Netflix show that they've seen, which is meant to normalize it. Right. And and like justify it or whatever. So these last three things, which is part of the reconditioning thing, a message repetition, operant conditioning and milieu control. So message repetition, I think we all know what that is. It's, you know, morning till night, the message repetition. I think the smartphones are a huge, huge part of that used to be there was only like a little little section of the day where you got your propaganda now it's constant fucking constant 10 bazillion pieces of propaganda and advertising and mind manipulation per day just scrolling just scrolling we're all addicted let's admit it I'm fucking addicted and I know this stuff it's crazy so the message repetition is there I mean even if you're not like even if you're falling all alternative people which most people are still pretty plugged into the mainstream and the mainstream just gets to you either way right it's just there they're really good at just being there (laughs) so you're getting all this messaging all the time too and I think the smartphones are very very um essential to accomplish that so the message repetition of of this is the new world right and then just to reiterate, let's see how things have changed since COVID. Like, remember Walmart used to be open all night? You don't have that anymore. Like, a lot of stores have closed. A lot of the mom and pop shops uh, shut down. A lot of hours have changed, hours of operation. Um, a lot more automation. And and this, this is like, it, it all has to do with COVID right covid was kind of the catalyst to usher in all this stuff which is like the new world ordery stuff right depopulation replace us all with robots plug us all into fucking virtual reality like the matrix like this is a covid was a big stepping stone to to decondition us get us to the breaking point and then now they're reconditioning us introducing us to this new society and we're receiving the, the message repetition is constant. It's all the media bullshit. It's fucking Elon Musk, right? It's Twitter, AI, the Neuralink, all this bullshit. Crypto. Uh, operant conditioning is a system of rewards and punishments. It links hope to conformity and fear to nonconformity. So, you know, we went over that, right? People like to conform. People don't like to be ostracized. They don't like to uh, live in fear because they've been thrown out of the village. They don't want to go fight the fucking wolves and bears and shit. That's ingrained in our DNA. So people conform. People conform. And then milieu control. Milieu control is the, the... The milieu is like basically your society. It's your day-to-day shit around you. Um. Let me get the definition. Uh, milieu is a person's social environment. Now, and yeah, like COVID has totally redefine the, the milieu, right? As I mentioned before, the increased automation, the, the different hours of operation, the different, the jobs that have disappeared, the, the layoffs, like everything has kind of changed. Families have changed. Friends have changed. Fucking people have changed. Weird, it's like we lost three years. Uh, so, milieu control works because humans are social beings and generally follow the crowd. So, if you adapt a human's environment... And you just say, hey, this is the way it is. You got to scan your own groceries, bitch. You got to put these in the bag like you fucking work here. You ain't going to do shit about it because nobody else is. (laughs) Uh, It's funny. So after the prisoner has been broken and retrained, he defends his new mental conditioning. He feels genuine gratitude for being brainwashed. You come to love your own slavery You buy your own chains and you like them. They're pretty. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing to go go through this and... Just see how it ticks every box. Hey, maybe I'm just a conspiracy. I'm like that fucking... I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm like that meme of Charlie Day. Where he has all the... All the papers on the fucking bulletin board with all the strings and shit connecting them, and he's just going nuts. (laughs) That's how I feel. But it's true, man. I mean, I think I made a um, a pretty understandable argument, a valid argument, and it's, you know, the facts don't lie. This is all. It's in books and stuff, right? I didn't just make this shit up. So what are my and let's just reiterate, right? So stage 1 was deconditioning, stage 2 was reconditioning. I don't mean stage 2 was the breaking point. And I think what we're in right now is stage 3, which is reconditioning. You know, there. They're getting us used to this new system. They've they've introduced this new system, and we're in World War III, too. Let's let's not forget about that shit and all the Let's not act like COVID was the one factor which was happening. You also had the Ukraine conflict. You have the, the the conflicts in Israel and Gaza. You have all of the, um, the stuff with, uh, you know, the economical stuff as well. You have inflation. It's like an economic war which is taking place too. So um, I, I believe that we're we're in world war three. I think it started a while back. It's just not the traditional kinetic warfare that we were used to in like world war one and world war two. It's a little more under the radar and, um, we're still feeling the effects of it and there are different fronts on which it is taking place. Um, but it's not as traditionally recognizable as some wars in the past. There are elements of it, which, which involve kinetic warfare and people getting blown the fuck up and shit like that. But, uh, for the most part, it's kind of behind the scenes at the moment. We'll see. we'll see when it pops off and kind of gets to phase two of wiping motherfuckers out. I don't know. So what are my thoughts on this? You know, I think COVID was an essential element used for deconditioning society from its former status quo. We were pushed to our breaking point, and now we're being reconditioned to accept our new society, which is the new world order, for lack of a better term. So I hope that makes sense to you. It was a fascinating thing that I just put together. I've been up since 5 a.m. It's 9 now. But, uh, you know, just one of those weird things where you pick up a book off the shelf and turn it to a random page and then a message appears. Life, Life is weird like that. Life is weird like that. So I hope that makes sense to you. That's all I'm trying to do is... Help you make sense of this weird world and this this very strange time which we're living through. Um because that's important to do. It's important if you understand this stuff, if you have a message, if you you know, got an idea that you think is important to share with people, even if most people won't understand it, it it's important to put it out there because I think the the way the universe works, it tends to find the people who need it most. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, you know, I wish you, I wish you all best of luck going into 2024. I think this is a time of year when you really should reflect on the past year and what you've experienced on, on um, you know, what you've done, what you've learned, the ups, the downs, all that. And, you know, be grateful you made it through another year. It's, it's fucking fantastic. Not everyone can say that. It's also a time to think about what the next year has in store. You know, make those goals. That's an important thing to do. I don't think that's just a cliche thing to do. It's important to have goals. It's important to have resolutions. Why not? Always try to be a better person. There's always things we can do. You know, despite this crazy thing that's happening around us, the world seeming to be falling apart, it's not so bad, right? You still have control over your attitude. You still have control over what you, who you choose to deal with and, and things like that. Right. You have control over your emotions. And if you don't, you're, you're just, you're fucked. Right. So figure that out. I'm not saying you're going to be able to do it all the time, but having a grasp on that is probably key. You know, people think if you're into this stuff, you're just a neurotic, crazy person. If you're noticing this stuff, it's like, no, it's like, I'm not, I'm not emotionally invested into this so much. on i am just see it. I'm just calling it out, dude. It's not my identity. Maybe it is now to some people, but I'm a person. That's kind of why I haven't been able to do so many of these. I've just been busy, man. I'm working a ton. I got a fucking... Got out of debt. I've been, you know, hanging with the lady, with the family. Do have a bunch of new music coming, too. I know I've been saying that for a year now. It's crazy. I don't think I dropped any music this year, aside from, you know, a little... Posts on Instagram or whatever, but got this new album with uh Hutiao, which is cool, will be like nine or ten songs, and uh, just gonna put a few finishing touches on a couple songs. And then I think the way I'm gonna do this one, because I want more people to listen to my music, right? Like, I realize not a lot of people do, and that's the goal. Some people say they don't care what people think of their music or how many fans they have, it's like, nah, bullshit, dude. I want everyone to hear it, right? <laughs> I want a bazillion listeners. Um. But maybe not, cause I don't try very hard. But anyway, i kind of think I'm gonna adapt the strategy and you know try to film more videos for the songs and nothing, no crazy videos, more like just performance ones and shit. But now I'm giving away the the secrets. I'm gonna do like Law Russell, dude. Check out Law Russell on on Instagram. He's crushing. Shout outs to Law Russell. Okay, guys. Well, I hope you liked my um, breakdown of the COVID brainwashing experiment pretty fucking crazy and uh, it was from the book secret don't tell the encyclopedia of hypnotism if you're interested in checking it out it's a big book set you back like 50 bucks maybe but it's worth it so hey thanks a lot for listening wish you luck godspeed into 2024 peace out